Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome back to episode five of... Honestly, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. It's your favorite host, Jamie and Rani. And today we're back with our fifth episode. And before we get into the topic for today, I just wanted to do a little bit of a trigger warning. We're going to be talking about things like body image, eating disorders, dysmorphia, and things along those topic lines. So if you're not comfortable with this, please do not listen to this episode. We have plenty of other amazing episodes that you guys can go check out instead. So true. And without further ado... It was amazing. Yeah. It was really fun to record at least. So go check that out. Without further ado, Jamie, take us away. Start us off with this topic for today. Oh, shit. All right. So, I mean, I wrote a list of things to get through this episode, but I honestly don't even know where to start because I think for both of us, um, this has just been like a really, really big part of our lives and is still is it's sort of like a major challenge that we're still trying to get through, I think. So... I feel like body image I, should be like yeah, a go good for start it. point. I don't even know where to okay, start. So to me, I think my body image is heavily reliant on my emotion and the way that I feel at the time. Like, I don't know about you, but seeing all the media that we do see and being compared to those standards, it really starts to impact you after a while. Even if, you, even if you're the most like mentally strong individual on this planet, you can't deny that it affects you in some way, mm. right? So true. So like where... Where do you think your perception of body image or your idea of body image has come from? I feel like um, body types have been sort of treated like a changing trend since the beginning of time. It's sort of just seemed like as a commodity sort of. And it's like we can't always just change our bodies to the trend every time the trend changes because that's not how bodies work. And I think that my body image has just stemmed from, yeah, I guess it's social media. I'm on TikTok literally like every second of every day. And I'm more into like, you know, like the fashion side of TikToks. And I'll see these TikToks of like these really skinny girls and everything will look good on them no matter what. And then whenever I try to replicate it, I'm never as satisfied. But then that brings in another question, because, like, sometimes you'll see something, you'll see, like, an outfit, right? And you'll be like, is it cute or is she just skinny? Yeah, no, I agree with that so much. Like, those things, I see videos about that as well on, like, YouTube and stuff. And it's like, sheesh, is that really what the world has become to? Because I feel like there's so many different body expectations depending on what you're surrounded by, like, the people you're surrounded by. For me, my body image has always been something that has been a focus and that's because I was a pageant child and then I was a competitive dancer for like 10 years so part of my like part of what I used to wear and part of what I used to do I literally would just be judged on my body and I think for me something that's always stuck with me is I did um I did BJP which is like uh it's called physiculture as a type of dance and I did that pretty much my entire childhood growing up kind of like a mixture of like gymnastics aerobics dance and my parents put me through it because they'd like like the discipline that came with it essentially and I was basically not only the only girl with my figure, but the only, pretty much only person of color at all these comps. And like you had to, for one of the dances, it was just called March and you would genuinely march around in a perfect rectangle like six times and judges would just watch you and score you based on that. Like that oh, is it's fucking next level. I know looking back. I don't regret doing it because I think it gave me like confidence in who I am and what I look like. But at the time, from the age of like five, I've literally just been in the public eye 
you know mm. and like seeing that reflected on tiktok is like through videos like the what i eat in a day oh and things God. like that yeah it just really scares me it's terrifying no it's really terrifying especially because of how tiktok how easy tiktok is to consume like so many young and impressionable girls are just on there and they come across these videos that that low-key like glorify the fuck out of eating disorders but they don't know that and so then they just try to copy it and then like next thing you know it's an eating disorder it's developed into an eating disorder because like i swear like have you seen those tiktoks it's like what i eat in a day and they will literally just eat like one piece of fruit and maybe like three chia seeds and that's it that's the (laughs) three literally and that's all they have to eat and then like at the end they'll have like their calorie total and they'll be like oh like i went this much over my calorie goal i'm like what my goals were like that's that's so fucking scary because that took me it gives me the same energy as tumblr not gonna lie yeah like literally because like seeing Mm. those tiktoks again like it really just like fucking threw me for a loop because i used to be exactly like that like i used to obsessively count my calories i had my Mm. little app i had you know my little fucking notes app with the amount of calories that this that a particular thing has because like i will sometimes go on like the coles website first and i will look through the food look through the nutrition facts first before i go to the supermarket and i do the same fucking thing and i keep looking at nutrition facts i spent half my life in them in them fucking supermarkets looking at nutrition facts girl like Mm. i had the I'm literally at that point my most used app was the kilojoules to calories app <laughs> for real wow. i was converting like, shit that's intense like for me i think i'm i'm kind of blessed because my family never really i mean i think because i was never like a fat kid or anything like that so i only okay i was basically a stick up until i hit about like 13 14 and then like i started to like fill out a bit right and the thing is, it was kind of unexpected and also I thought that I was doing something wrong because I was like, oh, I was so skinny like my entire life. Why Why am I gaining weight? Like, why is my body changing? And obviously that's hard to navigate when it's like, when you're that young, yeah. you know? And I, and, every, and everyone goes through it. It's puberty. Like, it's natural. It's, it's normal. But it doesn't feel like it when you look around and all that you see are like really, really, really skinny girls or the opposite now, which is like, not opposite, maybe that's a bit harsh, but like the BBL epidemic that we're seeing like right now, especially mm. in lockdown. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing so many BBL procedures oh, being done am. on like Instagram, yeah. like on Instagram so much, even on Twitter. I don't even know why, like back before when I had it, like it was just like so many BBL posts just in my like feed. And I was like, what the heck is going on? It's even scarier because I like shopping on like Tiger Miss and Fashion Nova and stuff like that. And all the girls who model those clothes have BBLs. So I see something on the model and I'm like, oh shit, like that looks so good. I'm going to buy it. And I wear it and I'm like, yeah, it looks good. But like, it's not as mm. good as how it looks on that model. You know what I mean? Yeah, for real. And it's like, you can't get it right. That's something that I've learned over time. You can't get it right. Like, no matter how perfect you make your body, you're always going to, like, want more and do more. Mm. Does that make sense to you? So true. So yeah. true. Because, again, like, like as soon as you're happy with your body, the trend could change. And then mm. suddenly there's a new beauty standard to worry about. Because, honestly, yeah. I feel like I was a fat kid and, like... I wouldn't say that. I started being a fat kid, like, sixth grade and six to twelve mm-hmm. this is uh, six to like now basically i've always had trouble with my weight right 
And I feel like if big hips weren't a trend, if big hips weren't, like, praised about now... Like, desirable and stuff? Yeah. Or if, like, big Mm -hmm. butts weren't, I probably would have been really insecure with mine. The only reason that I'm not is because I have comfort. I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck, fine, I'm fat. She's like, I got a dump truck. Today. I yeah, <laughs> you know what, I'm fat, but at least now I have a dump you're not truck. Fat. I'm just like, saying that I didn't think you were fat. Yeah, I, I know, but like that was just like my whole thinking back when back in like high school and whatever when my yeah. my eating disorder was at its peak. It's like, okay, um, at least I have this, and the only reason I was happy with it was because it was a trend. I'm saying like if it was never sought after. Like, if I was still in my my mom's time, because, like, literally my mom still, because my mom in, like, her day and age, they saw um, big butts as bad, and, like, big hips as bad, and big thighs as bad. They literally hate it. Especially in Asia. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah both of our moms are from Asia. overseas, we should say that, yeah. Literally, because, like, literally my mom still does pilates every day because she thinks she wants smaller thighs and this and that and whenever i'm like oh yeah i want to get my ass fat and she's like why ew no that's disgusting like you know try to make it smaller and i'm like "Mm, no i don't think so but it's like yeah like i'm saying like if i had if i still had her um sense of beauty standard thing do you get what I'm saying? Like I would, yeah, I like would be insecure about the beauty my body that she finds attractive. Exactly. Yeah, like it's only because, like, luckily, okay. No, I wouldn't say I shouldn't say luckily, but then like I think the only reason why I'm not as insecure is because I'm like, okay, fine. Like I may not like it, but at least the world might. Okay, no, I feel like you're that. going with that. Like for I me, I think I only Sorry, noticed. No. I only noticed that my body was being perceived in, like, late high school. I'm not going to lie. I think I was very unaware of it up until then. But then, like, I honestly think it might have been, like, around year 10 formal. And I was like, shoot, people are actually going to see my body. Like, that's a thing that I have to, like, deal with, you know? Mm. And I don't know how I felt about that. I was still, like, quite flat in, like, year 10. I think I, I think I genuinely hit puberty maybe, like, end of year 11, beginning of year 12. Like, definitely a late bloomer. But... Something about, like, growing up in a girl's environment, because I went to an all-girls school, I think actually helped the situation. Because, yeah, girls compare themselves to each other, but we were all comfortable with our bodies in the sense that we had to get changed together in the locker rooms. Like, we had to... No, not locker rooms. In the change rooms. Mm. And we had to, like, see each other. And I think that uh, maybe it was a different experience with other girls. But for me, I was never really uncomfortable with that. But I just remember, like, really hardly getting changed. Like, getting changed as fast as humanly possible so no one saw me, you know? Mm. And then it's just, like... I started only really going out, like, like going out a lot in year 12. So then that brought up a whole bunch of things because I was actually having to get dressed up to go out and wearing more form-fitting things. And then I'd start getting comments and start being like, oh, should I change things about myself? Or, like, should I feed into it? Like, you know, it gets really confusing. But I think HSC for me, at least diet-wise, was the worst time because genuinely this is gonna sound crazy what i would do is i'd go to the library because like school wasn't on go to the library i'd buy two child times and that's all i'd have for the whole day that's all like i wouldn't eat it was just me and my child time and if i felt like it some gum that was it that was me but with the um library garlic bread or the library iced coffee oh, depending on what library slaps, i was in. So yeah, if I was in Castle oh, Hill yeah. Library, I would get the iced coffee and that would be my only thing for the entire day. 
if I was in、mm. like、um, the uni library, it would be the garlic bread, and that was it. Literally,、yeah. same girl. It's really, it's really unhealthy looking back、really、and like、bad. thinking, why did I do that to my body? Because like you need nutrients, you need you need things for your body to work, you know. Yeah. And then just like. I remember, like in high school, I'd go through phases where I'd just get a bag of burgerings and that's all I'd eat for the whole day, or I'd just get a bag of lollies and that's all I'd eat for the whole day, or like if I was feeling really, really like bad, I'd get like I'd bring carrot sticks, like just carrot sticks, and that's still how I eat my carrot sticks. That's now、disgusting. I don't really do hummus, not、no. gonna lie. Yeah, I'm. Not, we've、Some、talked about this. I don't do, dre- shit, I don't do dressings、Sick、on、help. my salad. I don't do. No, I think it's okay. Anyway,、it's、besides the point. But like my dietary habits were horrible back then. Literally, and、so. honestly, I'm very, very glad that it hasn't screwed up my metabolism now. But dang, like looking back, I just be like, wow, that's in that's insanity. Like, were you kind of like that too growing up? Oh yeah, I I wouldn't say growing up. I think I think for the most part, I was I had trouble with weight and stuff, but f- pretty much I for a good chunk of it, I had a good relationship with food. Until grade ten, I had a good relationship with food. It just started getting rocky after that.、Um, but the peak of it was probably year eleven, cause that shit, girl, that was bad. Like the only reason, the only reason why I went to the library as much as I did, and if you knew me back then, you would know that I would go to the library literally like every single day after school. I'm always at the library every weekend. I'm always at the library. This and that. It was because I always felt the temptation to eat at home, but like, what the hell am I gonna eat、Same. at the library? There's nothing there. Yeah, I so, agree with that. Like for me,、yeah. I would just I would stay at the library till like 10 p.m. Then I'd go home, and then my parents would be like, "Oh, what did you eat today?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I had this and this and this." Damn well knowing I ate nothing. Literally, like、same. you know, like I'd do that so that they wouldn't be worried. But then also <laughs> maybe they should have been worried because. That was not healthy, and like, I've actually had a pretty decent relationship with food most of for all of my life. Because when you grow up in like a like, I mean, you're in an ethnic household as well. But for me, there was no option to like hide what I was eating. You know, there was no option to just like not eat with the family. So it was kind of different in that sense. But then like, I would go to I like in high school. I I miss Malaysia so much. But I use I usually am in Malaysia for like two months of the year if it's not. During COVID circumstances,、um, I'd go there and I'd gain like five, six kilos in the span of like a month, two months, and come back feel like absolute shit about myself, and then the whole cycle would repeat again and again and again. No, you know? because literally exactly the same. Because, like I said, year eleven was like peak of my eating disorder. It was like really fucking bad. I used to just, I used to eat. Um, cauliflower rice, and that was the only. S- I remember you making that in high school. I remember、yeah. you doing and, that shit. And I ate it so much that I like genuinely.、Yeah. I was okay with it, right? You convinced yourself that it was better than normal rice. Yeah,、and、I was like, for real, what? And it was like, yeah. My mom would see me eat it, and she would just be like, "That's fucking disgusting." And I would defend it with my life, girl. I was fighting、you、for、were. my life for that. I was like, no. Like, I'll put like garlic in. Yeah, it, no. If you put garlic in it, if you stir fry it enough, like cauliflower rice tastes like so good, guys. Like I was doing the absolute most to convince everyone and myself that I wasn't eating fucking blended up cauliflower. Cauliflower. You know how like <laughs> tasteless cauliflower is. It's just I know because you made me try it. I remember Did I this. Make you try it. I'm so like, sorry.、Bro. In high school, yeah, I was like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> What? I am so sorry. 
Yikes. It's funny that we look back and we realize these things, but I think for me, like a really cornerstone point where I solidified that my relationship with food was getting really bad was when one of my best friends in high school, um, I'm not, as, I'm not as close with her now. Like I talked to her literally a couple of weeks ago. Like we're all good, but just she used to do this thing where she, she used to carry around like this little red notebook and she would write down everything she ate in there, every calorie, everything, right? And like you would think it wouldn't affect you that much, but she would sit next to me at lunch and do this. And obviously when you're seeing that behavior like every single day, it starts to get ingrained into you. You're kind of just like, should I be doing the same thing? Yeah. You know? And like, it's crazy because I remember going to my year 12 formal and being so happy with my body because I had basically starved myself the entirety of HSE. I was at the skinniest that I've ever been at my year 12 formal. And although I was like gassed about it, I look at my photos from there and I was like, that was not healthy. Like, sure, you looked good, but like, that was not, you were not okay. Like, your body was not okay. You were barely functioning, Literally, you know? Literally, because it's like, I don't think that I can even call um, that part of my life as sort of like a healthy turnaround or a healthy kick because it's not like I was giving my body nutrients. The only thing I give my body was um, cauliflower rice and then... Um, fake sugar lots of fake sugar diet teas and i hate fu- i hate tea tea tastes like dookie I water tea. tea tastes like dookie tea is water. the best don't listen to jamie tea is literally dookie water girl and i used to drink I'm that shit right now and i used to be like all right make me skinny like i used to do all these things that are like much more unhealthy than just like i don't know i'd be i'd be I'd be doing the most. Like, I still have a box of fucking ballerina tea in my drawer. And, yeah. I just... I was just wasn't doing it the right way. And, mm. um... And I think... How would you say things have changed to now? Um, I think my relationship with food has definitely, 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 definitely gotten better. But I I can still tell when I when those habits are coming back. Because I'll start to look mm. at nutrition facts a bit more. I'll start to like starve myself a little bit, and then I'll, and then I realize, and then I stop myself. But um, I just wanted to finish the cauliflower, the cauliflower rice story, because like yeah. I ate that for a year straight. For a year, for a year straight, I didn't have real rice. I convinced myself That's that so depressing pulsed cauliflower was just as good as rice right for a whole year and then when i went back to indonesia which was like december uh, so like whenever i go whatever whenever i go back to indo i'd stay there for maybe three months to my Mm. knowledge yeah three months um and then i went back and obviously they didn't have cauliflower rice i think for the first week i made my own cauliflower rice like i bought cauliflower and pulsed it by myself and i ate it and then obviously i got too lazy to do that um because I'm on holiday. When you're on holiday. I'm on holiday. <laughs> I'm back home. You know, everything is fun. Then I had real rice. And I feel like that was like, for me, that was a heavenly experience. I felt like I saw God. Was that like life changing? Oh, yeah, it was life changing. <laughs> I saw God. I had a food orgasm so big and so like life changing that I was just like, yeah. fuck this. I can't do cauliflower anymore. I can't fucking do this. Yeah. I am not eating pulsed cauliflower tastes like ass it literally tastes like ass <laughs> disgusting and then i went back to eating normal rice um and then when i went back to australia i tried eating cauliflower i can't say shit cauliflower rice 
I started eating cauliflower rice again. I took one bite of it. I wanted to throw the hell up. It was yeah. so gross. I ate it. I was like, but now your relationship's better with food, right? Yeah, I am never saying. eating cauliflower rice again or any type of fake <laughs> rice again or any type of fake noodles because they have have those um zero calorie noodles or zero calorie rice. Yeah, do not trust it. I've tried it. It tastes like tastes like fucking ass. Like straight up congealed pee. It's disgusting. I'm never trying them. Even if I had any interest in it, I'm never trying them. No, it's so gross, Ronnie. You don't even understand. Like, (laughs) I can't even... I can't even explain what it tastes like. Because it tastes like nothing, but it tastes like everything Mm -hmm. at the same time. How does that happen? I have no idea. Like, whoever created them zero-calorie contract noodles, I don't know what you're on. We gotta stop it. Yeah. Like, it's just... I think for me, like, my relationship with food has had a lot of ups and downs. Like, sometimes I'll be eating really healthy, and that's one of the times that I'm in now, where it's like, I'm in lockdown, I'm actually taking the time to control what I eat in the sense of, like, eating what makes me happy, but also things that aren't, like, the the cheat option. You know, like, I'm eating less junk, I'm eating more food that's, like, homemade and healthy, and that's been really, really good for me and my weight and, like, my body at this time. Um, But then... I also go through phases where I binge eat. And I once I start binge eating, I will not stop. It's terrifying. It's absolutely insane the amount of food I can like I can consume when my mind is in the wrong state. It's crazy. But then I always feel so guilty about it after. And I always question why I do that, you know? Yeah, I know. Because I remember there was like this one time where I was starving myself the entire day. Hadn't had a thing to eat. And then um, I saw a bag of potato chips. I was like, I one potato chip can't hurt. One potato chip for the whole day. That's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. You know, they'll balance it out. You know, whatever. It's that self-talk that is terrifying. I know, right? Continue. Girl, I ate the whole fucking bag. As you should, honestly. Your body needed food. I think at least now for me, I really, really listen to my body and give it what, like food when it needs it. You know? Yeah. Like so sometimes... True. I just sometimes my mouth is just bored. Sometimes I'm like, Stop I just want to eat food. <laughs> my mouth is okay. just bored. Don't take that out of context, please. <laughs> but sometimes I just be like, hmm. and I just bored have is your and mouth right now. Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> you know that's not what I meant. Please, girl. After no. the, after our talk an hour ago. Okay. No, we're not bringing that up in the episode. <laughs> Anyways. So sometimes I just won't eat for like a couple of days and then I'll eat like crazy. But now I think I'm a lot more honest with myself. And also I'm exercising a lot right now. Like I'm bored as heck during this lockdown. I will not lie. Um, I'm walking like at least 10 to 20 kilometers a day at the moment. A day. It's a little insane, but I love it. It gives my time. It gives me like time to really go through what's in my mind and just sweat it out and it's fantastic and i've been doing that for a while and i've been losing weight during this lockdown as a result which i'm very proud of but also i acknowledge that i can't like binge eat and you know do bad things because i just feel ultimately worse when i do that you know if i eat a lot one day and i feel bad about it i'm like no i'm still a work in progress i have so much more time in the future that i can use to like make it better you know like for me i'm very happy with where my body is at right now but i know that if I put a little bit more effort, if I'm, if I'm a little bit more conscious with my choices and I actually listen to what my body needs and wants, I can look better and I can feel better as a result, you know? like So true. I think 
like for me especially right before lockdown happened i'm so like i will say this again and again i am so grateful that this lockdown happened when it did because it's changed my life in like the best way honestly i'm so much more mentally and physically stronger than i was when i first entered this lockdown and that's something that i'm very 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 grateful for but i worked like crazy i'm a workaholic still am can't wait to get back to work post lockdown not gonna lie but Same. because I'd be rushing from one job to the next or from my job to uni or from uni to like going out, etc., I would eat like shit. I would make bad choices just out of convenience. And now, now I have so much time. I can't make bad choices. You know, I can't make shitty choices for myself. And I think for me, like my dysmorphia was at its absolute highest right before lockdown. And like, especially this year, beginning of this year. And the reason for that, and this is kind of like a, it's a bit of a crazy story. Um, my doctor actually gave me a bunch of issues with body image and stuff because like I've had the same doctor, doctor growing up since I was a kid and that's fine. And I'm like, honestly, I'm about to have a conversation with my parents and tell them that I'm not comfortable with him anymore and that I want to change doctors. But essentially earlier this year, um, I had a lot of issues with my joints. Like my joints would swell up, my fingers would swell up. And like, I noticed it's because none of my rings would fit anymore. Like, and I, I wear jewelry obsessively. I love jewelry so much. And I work in jewelry too, so that that's why that works. But um, I'd wear rings heaps, and I would put my rings on, and they wouldn't fit anymore. My fingers would be like too swollen, like swollen, not fat, like swollen, you know. And Say swollen, I went to the doctor, and I was like, "Hey, swollen? Do I actually swollen? swollen? Anyway, you, you go yeah, swollen. that's how I say it. Really? Say oh, it again. I didn't notice that. Swollen. Yeah, you're you're swollen. Really? You go swollen. Oh, it's swollen. Okay. <laughs> Okay, whatever way you want to say it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna diss it. But um, I was not dissing it. I was like, it's hey. swollen. Okay, thank swollen. you. That's swollen. I went to the doctor. It's not an A in there. Swollen. Okay, you let my Bella accent Bella swollen. Be, okay? <laughs> swollen. Bella swollen what? from Twilight. Bella swollen. I've never watched Twilight in my life, nor have I read it. But anyway, there wasn't a that doctor. wasn't a hard reference. Her name's Bella Swan. I said Bella Swan. I didn't even know that. Bella Swan. I'm not lie. I'm getting, this is like the 20th time I'm saying I went to the doctor. Anyway, so I went to the doctor. <laughs> Girl, you never watched Twilight. Let's just, let's just stop Jamie, for a second. Jamie, not right no. now. You never watched Twilight. No, Baby I have cakes. not read a single Twilight book. Okay, I haven't no one, watched I a movie. I, I would never read the fucking It's because my mum read the first one at her book club when I was in primary school and she banned me from reading or watching the movies growing Bro, up. Bro, me and my family used to watch it together in the cinemas. As soon as it came out, we were like... Twilight. Really? Yeah. I made my entire family Twilight watch Death Note with me. So maybe different families, different things in it. Team but, Redwood. Okay. okay, well after this episode, 21st we're going to watch the Twilight together. But anyways... No, we're not. Yes, we are. Anyway... So I went to the doctors and basically I told him what was going on. And his first thing to me, like he, he made me, he was like, okay, we need to get you a blood test. Cause like, that's not okay. His first thing to me was like, have you gained weight? Like he was just like, oh, have you gained weight? Like, I think this might be a weight related thing. Like you have to lose. He, he basically told me the reason why everything is like that is because you need to lose weight and your lifestyle isn't healthy enough. And I was like, yeah. obviously that sends you into a spiral yeah. when you know, when you hear that from your doctor. Yes. Turns out I got my results a couple of days later. I'm severely anemic, like dangerously anemic to the level where I should be in a hospital getting iron from a drip. That's how bad my anemia is, right? And my doctor basically fat shamed me and like told me that it's something wrong with my diet and my weight and my lifestyle as opposed to actually checking what was wrong first. Girl, you know? fuck your doctor. 
and that was like months ago that wasn't even that wasn't even ages ago that was genuinely months ago so i really had to talk to my parents about it and just be like hey because like i didn't know what to say to that like this is the same doctor i've been seeing since i was a kid you know yeah it just kind of like it takes a toll on you and i was happy with my body at the time so i was like bro what huh you know yeah anyways so that happened and i think that sent me down like that dysmorphia path on an express like that was ooh, that really sent me down there like that was crazy and i think you noticed that too because earlier this year you would always call me out on it you'd be like why are you only eating that like have you eaten today like there was a good period and i think in sem one oh wait is this sem one this is sem one sorry in like beginning of this year whatever you want to call it where you would just be like We're in hey semester two. oh this is sem two Girl. sorry this is sem two i just realized <laughs> there was a okay that it was in sem one like during sem one jamie would just be like have you eaten anything today and i'd be like no and she'd be like eat eat this and like she'd make me eat stuff in front of her yeah because it's like you seemed like so happy about it you seemed so proud of it as well like you would come down to the library with your little chat time be like this is my lunch for the day this is my meal for the day and i'd be like and that was genuinely because my doctor put me through it that was because my doctor put me through it but like i didn't tell you guys at the time because this is your first time hearing this as well but just like yeah mentally was not stable because my literal doctor who i am meant to trust um said that to me and i was just kind of like yo what Bro, is going your on doctor, what the hell this piece of shit i have to see him like next week because i got another blood test to track what's happening with my iron levels but yeah we'll see how we go with that change doctors tell him to go yeah i want to change suck it. it's just suck it hard bitch <laughs> like okay for you have you ever like looked in the mirror and just seen yourself and been like you know just girl i unhappy yeah i like in uh envision okay no that sounds sadistic no um i was just <laughs> envision <laughs> no, not, i don't envision these things okay? i don't envision these things okay i don't know how to say it though I don't know how to say it because, like, um, I just, like, you know, I hold my fat and be like, girl, if I could cut you off right now, I would. Like, if I could just carve the yeah, you know, just carve it out. That's giving me very Melanie Martinez energy. Oh, yeah. girl, I was obsessed with Melanie Martinez growing up. Same. I was a same. Mel- I had a fan. I had a fan page for that girl. I was crazy. I, I was mentally. I literally Ill have her CD. It. I was like fucking like. 14 listening to like um what was it like dollhouse yeah, dollhouse dollhouse Do- dollhouse oh my gosh it was okay, that dollhouse. song in particular hey. i was and i oh. used to listen to her songs being like so good bestie like it's so true whatever you're saying her so music true. is amazing but like also yeah, just like every sheesh. time dollhouse comes on now i mean like if you play dollhouse right now i will yeah, shake my ass I to it song. i don't care I wouldn't shake my I ass would to shake it. I just know ass. every word by heart. Picture, picture, smile for the picture. Yeah, bitch, I will. My ass will smile too. <laughs> for real. <laughs> no, that song's a. Oh my goodness. It's a banger. Literal. No, nah, it is a banger song. It's a banger. But like, I will sometimes look at, in the mirror and just be like, I'm not happy with my body. But instead of taking it as a bad thing, I'm like, what can I do to change it in like a healthy way? That's kind of my look at it now. That's kind of like my outlook at it. You know. You know what I do. Be like sometimes when I look in the mirror, I don't like it. Um, I'm like, okay, 
we'll wait until the morning skinny comes and then we'll see how we no. feel about it. <laughs> Let me tell you, girl. Without my morning skinny, I'd be balls deep into an eating disorder again. I swear to God. Jamie. Balls deep. Balls fucking deep. For what it counts, I think your body is absolutely amazing. Thanks, I think you're girly. beautiful. And I think you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. It makes no sense. Like, this is something that I said to one of my best friends the other night when we were on, when we were on the phone. I was like, if only you could see yourself the way that I see you. Like, it would just change so much, you know? Mm. And I think everyone is their own harshest critic, critic at the end of the day, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's just like, for me, I'm, I've hit at a point of acceptance with my body and... Now I'm fine with wearing clothes that are a little bit more scandalous, a little bit more tight-fitting, things like that, because I'm happy genuinely with where I'm at. But I know that I can head down a spiral like that again, and that's what scares me. So rather than allowing for that to happen, I'm just going to keep working on myself in this period of lockdown and leave completely satisfied with the way I am, the way I look, and more than ever, how I feel, because I want to feel healthy. That's where my That's where my mind is at now. Before, I wanted to look skinny, and now I want to feel healthy. I think they're quite different things, oh, yeah. you know? Like, 100%. Definitely. They're not super related. So true, Bessie. You know? And it's like, I think I've accepted at this point that the way that I naturally look, like my body naturally, I'm never going to be one of those extremely skinny girls. And does that hurt to an extent? Yeah. Because sometimes I want to look like wake up and look like Devin Lee Carlson and be really, really, really itty-bitty skinny, right? But... I am not unhappy with what I see in the mirror. You know, like, I'm not super unhappy with it. I'm just kind of like, okay, that's how I look. But if I was more toned, would I be happier? If I worked out a bit more, would I be able to see those results? And that's kind of where I choose to focus on, you know? Literally, I feel like one of my other biggest insecurities is something unfixable. Um, What? Height. I want to be tall Same. so fucking badly because Same. right now, the way that I see, the way that I view my body, right, is that it's like I was once a tall person. I was once the tallest, sexiest person in the world. And then they put me in one of them little compression machines, you know, the one that goes and then it just crushes whatever is in the middle of it. A trash compactor? No, not a trash compactor. Have you ever seen those videos that come up on your TikToks where they're just, like, compressing it? There's a... That. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it was like I was once a very tall and sexy person. And they put me in one of them little compression machines. And then they squeezed all that height. They squeezed all that height so I grow sideways, not upwards. Hey, at least they couldn't squeeze the sexy out of you. Oh. Like, that's still there. Thank you, girl. But then, like, <laughs> but then, like, yeah. So the way that I view my body, I just, I feel like my body looks really um, disproportionate because it really did look like once upon a time I was a tall person, and then they just squished me so much that I became short. But then it just, I assure you, no one has ever just, thought that. But about then it just sort of life. like it looks a bit weird because it's like you can't just compress yeah. a person. But then I've been compressed. I'm a compressed person, and you're a compressed individual. Exactly, and that's why I wear. That's why I buy heels. Like I love heels. I love heels so much. I love heels. I'm wearing so heels much. right now, and I am sitting down in the comfort of my own home, like 
I was I have been wearing heels today for like all day all fucking day and I made dinner I was making spaghetti right with my heels on I was in the on the dinner table with my heels on you I'd be wearing heels all day today you know why because I, I feel love that so much either. sexier and so much like uh, with heels on because the I look like I look like, like my original size I look like the size that I was meant yeah. to be without being compressed. that's <laughs> if you say so I, I don't think about, that at all yeah that's why height is one of my biggest insecurities because it's like it looks like i was meant to be tall but then someone yeah. just tried to fix my fix that mistake by compressing me and then they failed really badly and now that's why i that that's yeah i've never heard someone articulate it quite like that like for me everyone thinks that i'm tall until they meet me like, everybody just assumes that I'm really, really tall until they meet me. And then they're just like, what the heck? You know? And I didn't notice this until I started going on dates with people and I started hanging out with people. And then they'd like see me average. and just be like, what? I feel like you're average. I think that I'm fine in high yeah, like, like, I'm actually like very, pretty happy very with much, it. You're like the normal like, person, Like, I'm what? Right? I'm five foot three. Is that a normal person? I don't know. I think that's a very. I'm normal like five foot three. You're you're around like five foot one. I'm guessing, right? Um, I am whatever 155 centimeters is. Yeah, so you're like I'm a, I'm one sixty one. I think something around there. So like, I don't think I'm super short. But then people like tell me, and I'm like, like I don't mind it. But then I just my my look at like the way that I see it, I'm like okay. That means my heels can be even taller. So true. That means my platforms can be even higher. So I just true. go with it from there. That's what I that's what I choose to work out of because I enjoy that, you know? But then it's just like for me, I think it's just also my build. Like I'm happy with it, but then it doesn't look like a BBL. And that's like, you know? Yeah, that's a really, really hard goal to achieve. I know, because it's like I've subconsciously got that goal for myself where I'm like I want to look like snatched, like mega snatched. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm happy with how I look like now. Like I have a good waist, like I have a small waist, but it's like a naturally small waist. It's not like a surgically small waist. And in my head, I want like a surgically small waist. And I'm like, but you can't do that without the surgery. You know, yeah. I just want to talk about this because we've been through a lot clearly from um, our experiences in our lives thus far. How do we see ourselves making it better from this point forward? How do we move to grow as people and become more comfortable with who we are. I feel like right now we both are each other's support system. You definitely yeah, I agreed. I feel a lot more comfortable talking about it now because even uh, when I did have my eating disorder, I didn't know it was an eating disorder. I just thought I was being healthy. I didn't even realize it was an eating disorder until last year. These things. They get so normalized sometimes. Like what we were talking about with TikTok and like the what I eat in a days and whatever. You watch those things and then you try to mimic it. And then you just think that, okay, this and is the blueprint. And everyone else is too, to, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you see a skinny person doing it, right? And they and they be doing like what I eat in a day. And then you start seeing that as a blueprint to get that body. And it just goes downhill from When that's that. not the case. Because it's like, it's okay, frankly speaking, I know being super duper skinny is not in my genetic disposition. Like, I'm not, I can't genetically be like that, you know? Yeah. Like, my DNA is literally just like, you weren't built to look like that. Yeah. But instead of taking that as like a, a sign to do the best with what I have and become better for myself, 
I take that as like a point of weakness, which is terrible, you know? But now I think I'm truly getting better with my food. I'm truly Same. developing an appreciation for like healthy things and I'm I still honestly eat whatever I want, but just in moderation. And I also exercise enough to like you know, yeah, I think now I have a greater healthy. balance of things, and that's something that I've and that's really amazing really to see because we met in the th- we both met each other in the throes of our eating disorders. Yeah, you know, like we both met at a time where our relationship with food was not okay, and that yeah. wasn't even that long ago. That was like two years ago, and it's definitely been up and down since then. Like we can both vouch for that because, like, another thing that I realized, especially during this lockdown, is like I don't know about people listening but for me if i'm drinking for the night i genuinely don't eat before because i'm like oh the alcohol will hit me harder that is not okay that is not healthy i'm like no no no. i gotta be i gotta be savvy with my money if i'm spending 20 dollars on a bottle of rosé yeah i'm gonna make sure i eat nothing for the whole day so that it hits me with every little bit of alcohol in that thing like what why is that why is that a focal point Okay, I think also a very important thing to talk about is the role of the male gaze in eating disorders. Because I feel, honestly, I think it ties in with the whole changing body trends and how we treat bodies as trends that can go in and out of season. And I think that the male gaze is to blame because i don't think it's entirely it's the not male entirely gaze. the I'm male gaze lie. but it definitely i think perpetuates it's the gaze it. in general because like because yeah no i think the male gaze definitely perpetuates it but i think women also perpetuate that gaze on each other yeah Does that make sense? i know but then like it's like a mix yeah, of both i know but you gotta think opinion. about the root of all those things oh yeah the root the is root definitely root that like think about gaze. centuries ago why were corsets invented exactly like you know what i mean like sure everyone wears corset tops now but don't let that fool you from the reason they were made the reason they were made was because men had a certain ideal of how a woman should look and forced it upon them literally and like yeah like that's what it was made for and yeah sure you have the defense of like yeah men wore corsets too yeah but was it as popular like was it as necessary Mm. for their livelihood no you know literally and yeah i think that's the main thing is that yeah women compare themselves to each other all the time and yeah this and that we we definitely advance that whole thing a lot but you got to think about the root of all these things the root of why we strive to do we strive to achieve this um ideal from the very start yeah it's because of the internalized male gaze Okay, I had, like, a small story about this. I just wanted to, like, tell you guys because I just think it's really interesting and kind of crazy how much the male gaze has impacted me. The last guy that I was, like, seeing and going out with before lockdown happened, essentially, when I was with him, we were just talking about, like, something random. And I, like, out of the blue, I kind of just went, like, oh, like, do you think I'm fat? And he was, like, no, of course not. And I was, like, oh, I don't even know why I asked that because it's not like I feel like that about myself. But it just came out in the, in the heat of the moment. And I was like, oh. And I kind of took that as a note. Like, sheesh, you really got to work on yourself a little bit more. Because why did that even come up, you know? Yeah. Like, I was scared because he, like, carried me at one point, And I was, like, kind of scared because I was like, am I going to be too heavy with Girl, him? Girl, been and there. And now I think about it. And 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I fucking like, he, he there. carried me. I was he like, how me, man, and I genuinely put me down. I don't want to fucking yeah. break no, your arm. <laughs> exactly. Because, no, he carried me. And, like, mind you, this guy is, like, taller, like, way bigger and taller than me. And I was terrified that I was going to be too heavy for him. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, why did I care? Like, first of all, he's a man. Like, why do I care? <laughs> I was literally like, nah, please put me down. Please put me down, bro. I'm too heavy. I can't do this. I can't do this. I don't want to break anything. He was like, no, you're not going to break anything. You're fine. And I'm like, no, put me down, please. I can't do this. I was like, no, I'm too heavy. I'm and too that's heavy. That's the male gaze in our lives, ladies and gentlemen. Us thinking that we're too fat for the men that carry us around. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'm not going to lie. I think now the male gaze does not impact me as much. Genuinely, like, I am very happy with where I'm at. And I know that in the future, I'm going to just be better and healthier and stronger. And, like, although it's always going to have a degree of impact onto me, I think that I'm going to stop letting people who aren't paying my bills tell me what to think, you know? So you're only going to let your parents do that? Yes, I am. I'm only going to let my parents. You heard that. Okay. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? Yeah, for real. I think I'm getting better now. I'm definitely a lot better now because I think before I, I used to literally be like, oh my God. But in, like in my head, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, would he like, like me more? Like, would he give me more attention if I was a little bit skinnier? I bet if I was skinny, he would give me more attention. And then like. I doubt they would notice. Yeah, I know. It was Not just me. Lie. I was literally just in my head being like, I was like shaking, crying, throwing up. I was like, well, I can't be skinny. And then I wouldn't do anything about it. I just like go to bed and like wait for my morning skinny. But I think now, I think I know that I'm okay, that my relationship with my body is good. Because now I don't give two shits. I eat what I want to eat. I exercise whenever i want to exercise i do my thing i do my thing and i don't care if i get fatter i don't give two shits because at the end of the day i'm feeding my body my body loves me for it you know calories are just energy energy is going to give you you know happiness serotonin whatever i wish i was at that point i'm not gonna lie um i'm not quite there yet but i'm building up to a point where my relationship with food is really healthy now my relationship with my body and exercise and health is getting better by the day and I'm going to keep going down this path and that's kind of where I'm like headed you know I honestly think um one of the biggest things that's really helped me in my whole body journey is like connecting with my culture making indo food especially has really really helped because I don't even know. But Indo food is greasy as hell. We use so (laughs) much oil. And I be making my own little thing. But it's so good that I don't even care. I don't even think about it. Because, like, I know my body's happy. I'm feeding it things it likes. I don't care. I will exercise and I will keep my balance. But if I gain more weight, if I... Whatever, I don't care. Because... If I'm happy, my body's happy. If I'm depriving myself of food... That's beautiful. If I'm giving my body... If I'm eating whole up cauliflower and being sad, then my body's just gonna mirror it and it's just gonna be sad too. And I think I like where my body's heading, you know? Yeah. It's just happy. Like, I'm really, really glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah. That's amazing to hear. Oh my goodness. 
Thanks, Anderson. Wow, I'm so proud of you. Mm. I'm so proud of you. That's insane. Like, for me, I genuinely, my standard for my own body is if I look good in the clothes that I wear and if I'm comfortable with being outside looking like that. I think for me, I'm just really allowing myself to enjoy my body for what it is and truly be happy in the moment for where I'm at. Even if it's not the final destination, even if it's not my goal, I'm just happy for the progress and for the steps that I've taken to get there, you know? So true. So whether it be like, if eating that chocolate is going to make me happy, you know I'm eating it, you know, regardless of whatever calories it's going to add to my body because I know that like, if I keep allowing my, if I keep allowing myself to like, convince myself out of doing what makes me happy ultimately i'm gonna end up back in a pit and that's not a good place to be especially when we're all alone at home right now you know so true do you have anything else to add on before we end this episode Jamie? no i think i'm good i think we really got into it today thank you so much for being here if you're still here we're very grateful to have you and go check out our socials you know the vibes already mm-hmm. bye love you